This is the Getsy Health Podcast with Janique and Tristan Roney. Hey guys, welcome back to the Getsy Health Podcast. Hey everybody. This is not my favorite episode. No. <laughs> I say every week it's my favorite. This is not my favorite. No, it's been a really rough week. Um, for everyone. Everyone. Sure. The economy, this country, this world, everyone's kind of freaking out. We're talking, If you, in case you didn't know, we're talking about the coronavirus today. And we're actually bumping this episode up because um, we begged our producers. We're like, hey, can you get this released in two days? Because... Yeah, usually we're recording at least a couple of weeks ahead of time. Yeah. So sometimes we'll talk about current events and people are just like... What? what? Right. <laughs> I forgot about that already, but this is pretty still fresh. I mean, in two days, a lot more will probably have already happened. I know. Right. So, I mean, what has happened so far? I it, Like schools have shut down. What has happened? Like, it, Apparently Utah is like one of the first states to actually close down all the schools. Really? We may be the only state that closed down all of them. <laughs> That's pretty impressive. That's Good uh, job, guys. I, yeah. I mean. That's emergency preparedness it's, right it's, there. It's a good thing. All of the families here only have like one kid so mm. it's not a big deal that they're staying home from school you mean the family's here that was sarcasm oh i'm like i'm like no they don't they have like 10 are you <laughs> that's, kidding that's that's really what the joke. we're gonna that's have right. a an, a, maybe jokes aren't appropriate right now but we're gonna have an epidemic of super stressed out women in utah by the time I this know. is all done because all eight of their children are, are gonna be home <laughs> with them all day <laughs> right and they're trying to work part-time or full-time or whatever oh my gosh so okay so what has happened schools have shut down i mean there's no toilet paper i mean or water or water yeah they're like stores are cleared out of food uh, there's a lot of fresh produce though, at least when we go there, lots of like, you guys, we're supposed to be eating vitamin C and I saw tons of oranges and tons of lemons still on the shelves and I'm like, why? And yet <laughs> yeah. all the pasta was gone. And so, yet all the pasta is gone. Isn't that That's true. So um, it, it does seem like people like potatoes though. All the potatoes yeah, are sold out. I was upset about that. And celery, I uh -huh. guess. But, no, I saw a bunch of celery today oh, actually. Celery. Okay. So, anyways. We're going to get into this. Uh, earlier last week, um, Tristan and I did a live IGTV on how to boost your immune system. And we're going to talk about that again so you guys can listen to it over and over again, take some notes, uh, feel a little bit more empowered. We forgot to save that somewhere. So now we're doing it here. Oh, we did? <laughs> yeah. Because the IG, oh, no, it's not an IGTV. It was an IG live. It was a live. And the lives like disappear after 24 hours. Oh, they do. They yep. do. I can't retrieve them. <laughs> so we're going to talk about it again. All right. So we'll go over a lot of the same stuff then. Exactly. Um, and just like before, the, the place I really want to start is with the mental battle yeah. that goes into this. Um, because... What we're seeing, at least 50% of what we're seeing is not the result of the virus itself. Right. It's the response to the virus. It's yeah. the the fear, the panic. It's yeah. everybody just losing their minds and making decisions that are not in their own best interest yeah. uh, because of what is right in front of them. So we're, we're not trying to like diminish the importance of what we need to do, wash our hands, isolate ourselves, but mm -hmm. the mass hysteria, you know, we want to protect those that that are vulnerable right. and that's why we're taking these precautions yeah. because if those people are affected they need to be able to have health care accessible to them right. but this mass hysteria is going to cause financial detriment to all of us we're all being affected by this 
this this toxic fear. Right. Yeah. And and that's the problem. That 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 is the problem. And and just the other part of the problem is that this is going to take a very serious toll on the well being of the population down mm-hmm. the line. Right. In two ways. The first way is in in the mental health side of it. Right. That yep. there are people who are going to develop very severe anxiety as a result of this experience. Some some fear disorders, all kinds of, you know, things are going to come out of this directly just because of all of the stress. It's like, like nine 11 in a lot of ways, just right. the, the way people are, are responding here. Right. The other issue is the, the economic factors and that the most vulnerable section of the population are people that are extremely poor and therefore very, very likely to be the first ones let go in a recession. Right. And if, they lose their jobs and they're in poverty, then that makes it harder for them to take care of their health, take care of their children's health. Right. Right. And that becomes a health epidemic all on its own. Exactly. So, so there's a lot of moving factors here, here guys. It's not just about being isolated and getting people infected. It's, you know, this is a virus that it's, it's not a, horrible, deadly virus. It's somewhere in the middle. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not the least of our problems. It's not the worst of our problems, but it's the one we're dealing with. And we kind of need to brave this storm until things start to get warmer. Because as soon as things start getting warmer, viruses become a little bit more dormant. So we have about another month or two to brave. We have until about May. So hopefully we can get through this and we can get through this sane. But in the meantime, let's talk about, should we go into... Um, those that are being affected and Mm -hmm. those that are the most vulnerable here. Yeah. Yeah. And, and just to really reiterate what we're asking you to do is the same thing. A lot of people are saying, but it's much easier said than done, which is prepare yourselves, be safe, but relax, be calm. Mm -hmm. And as much as you can do both of those things. Exactly. That's going to be better for you. So let's talk about people who are more vulnerable, people who are less vulnerable. And I'm hoping that this part for people who don't already know this, um, that it, it is a very reassuring thing, Yeah. which is that the, the coronavirus is so far not even a little bit deadly with children right. between the ages of zero and nine. Mm-hmm. Uh, last I checked, not a single death worldwide. Right. Um, the, uh, the other good news is that um, the increase doesn't tend to pick up till... 60 or 70. Yeah. Over 70 is obviously where we, we really hit um, higher rates, but, but that means that for a lot of the people listening to this, especially the ones with children, you probably don't fall into the high risk category, right? Which isn't to say that this is not something you should worry about, but it means that the chances of this becoming something that causes severe damage to you or kills you mm-hmm. is so low yeah. that it's really not worth letting it trouble your mind. Right, right. right? Yep. So so let's get into the, the protocol. Like wh- how does the immune system work? Should we talk about food first or should we talk about supplements first? Um, let's, let's, let's talk um, about foods and then we'll okay. go into we'll, the supplements. We'll, we'll talk about foods because no one's talking about foods no. really. Yeah, so so here's here's the issue with immunity. You can't take a supplement and hope that your immune system fixes itself in a day or two. Right. It, that's not how it works. Like an immune system is like 
like interest. <laughs> it it mm-hmm. builds over time. And so you can't just trick it into becoming strong really fast. So, so again, not to freak you guys out, but just to move forward. And, and not to say that you're powerless exactly. just because you haven't been putting money into that bank account. Right. right? There, these things still can help. They can act as crutches if, yeah. uh, if it comes down to it. But the big picture really comes back to, you've got to be eating those good foods and yep. building the foundation nice and strong. Exactly. So, so you want to make sure that you are, you know, eating lots of fruits, lots of veggies, lots of like the micronutrients, right? Those are all the things that help build the body down. Anything that spikes the blood sugar, anything that spikes cortisol and cortisol is the stress hormones, guys. Like Mm -hmm. increased blood sugar means increased cortisol, which means decreased adrenal function, which means immune dysregulation. And and the more you eat sugar, the more it feeds bad bacteria. Let's Mm -hmm. talk about the, the, the immune system in the gut. 80% 80% of your immune system is your gut Se- bacteria. 70 or 80? I think it's 80. 80. So, yes. so 70 to 80%. <laughs> yeah, right. There you go. <laughs> just in case. Um, is, is found in the gut. That's, yeah. that's a, that's a big deal. So yes. while we're spending all this time thinking about mm-hmm. vaccines yeah. or even our, our natural immune system, we're not even thinking about the right thing. No, we're not. It's not even on our radar. Right. Yet how many of us are actually taking care of our gut? Mm-hmm. Making sure we have good gut micro diversity or exactly. microbiome diversity and and all of that. So so and how do we get good diversity? So so most right. of you probably don't even know this, but we are all walking around with like strep in the back of our throats. But it's when <laughs> it's when you have a a it, but but good bacteria. Mm-hmm controls the bad bacteria when you have an abundance of it. We are all walking around with bad microbes in our gut. Yeah, We're right. all walking around with E. coli. We're all walking around with, you know, strep. What else? What yeah. else are the bad ones? H. pylori. H. pylori. It's always going to be there. Epstein-Barr. Most, li- most likely in some form. I mean, Epstein-Barr mm-hmm. is a virus, but right. but it True. is. it tends to be there a lot of the time, yes. even if we don't have symptoms. Right? But it's, it's controlled. Why? Because the good bacteria, the good bugs, they're, they're the king of the castle. Right. And I always use this term with my clients, what you feed breeds. Mm-hmm. So feed the good bacteria, the good things, the the fiber, the insoluble fiber, the the complex carbs, the vitamins, the minerals, you know, whole foods. When you feed the bad microbiome, the processed foods, the mm-hmm. sugars, the the simple carbs, um, the inflammatory fats, that's when the bad microbiome, the bad guys, they become the king of the castle. And right. that's when you start getting like chronic UTIs, chronic strep, you know, uh, chronic... Um, all kinds bacterial of bacterial overgrowth, Bac- right? Exactly. Constipation, diarrhea all the time. Ulcers, bloat, gassiness, you know, immune system dysfunction where you now have eczema and psoriasis. And that's actually an episode that's hopefully going to be released next week. And we're going to talk about gut biome quite a bit, mm-hmm. but, um, but it, that like it's, it's whatever is most abundant and and again they they work synergistically and but but their ratios are very important so you want a higher ratio on the good guys and the bad guys so mm-hmm. so feeding your body all of the healing foods that it was designed to have is going to be really important mm-hmm. and and to go on kind of a side rant here when it comes to the microbiome everyone thinks about probiotics right mm-hmm. 
And so they, right. they go and they find the, the highest number of probiotics they can find, or they get the most expensive probiotic they can find. Mm-hmm. And, or some of them even like their entire companies, right. Dedicated to creating all these different types of probiotics. And the theory is that you can sort of mix and match. Like if you have this symptom, then this probiotic will save you. Otherwise it's this one and this one. Right. So people put a lot of energy, a lot of time into making sure they've got the right probiotic. Right. But we don't know enough about the microbiome right now to really utilize that approach very effectively. Right. So, so so we think we know some stuff, but it is so complex. There is so much intricacy that goes into that, that us trying to reconstruct it in a more ideal way. We're not there yet. It's, it's not going to work. The technology is It's a lot like most of the other medicine that we do where Mm -hmm. we do address the one thing we were aiming for, but then we've thrown off this whole other balance. Right. Like Johnny was saying, some of these bacteria, they're there, even though we consider them the bad guys. Right but they may have a positive purpose in there and that's why they're kept to a non-zero population right? so that they can do their thing. Like, is it uh, E. coli or H. pylori that is protective against certain types of bowel cancer? I have no idea. It's I've one read of those one two. Of those. Right. Yeah. Right. And, and so if he was a zero, then your odds of cancer actually go up. Right. If it's too high, you have a different issue, but right. getting it right there is ideal. And how on earth do we create that? with a product, right? right? We can't do that. We all have a very unique gut biome. Sorry guys, you're going to hear Satori <laughs> talking here because she, um, so we're actually recording really late at night and, um, <laughs> and she just would not sleep. And I'm like, well, I can't wait for her to go to bed <laughs> because then we'll be recording at 12 o'clock at night. Yeah. So, um, so you're going to hear in the background, but we all have a very unique gut biome. That's unique as our thumbprint. And I want to talk about immunity because this is what our episode is about is mm-hmm. protecting our immunities from here on out against you guys. If you think coronavirus is going to be the worst of the worst that we encounter, you are sorely mistaken. Yeah. This is the, the new normal probably. It is. It's, and there's going to be a bigger, badder one later mm-hmm. and a bigger, badder one after that. Like now is the time to invest in our health. And I think everyone's just getting this massive wake up call on like, mm-hmm. Holy cow. Like we can't abuse our bodies this way because we need to, um, we need to have a strong immune system. And so I think that's why there's this mass hysteria of like, oh my gosh, my body's not strong enough. Well, it can be, you know? Yeah. So anyways. Well, hopefully that's what people are getting out of this. I hope, I, I hope so. But I want to quickly circle back to the gut biome. Mm-hmm. We, we have such a unique, like there is over a thousand different types of gut biome, right. like, like bacteria in our gut in different ratios. And then we expect to throw a probiotic at mm-hmm. all of these different ratios and right. all of these different bodies that are interacting with each other differently and be like, work. We're, we're giving people a one size fits all right. solution to a very, very unique problem. So I've seen clients who have taken a probiotic and have like miraculous results. Mm-hmm. And I've seen another person take the exact same probiotic and become suicidal literally right. within That's days. Scary. No, it's been that severe. Yeah. And as soon as they come off of it, those suicidal thoughts go away completely. Holy cow. So, so that is, is how, you know, so again, you, this isn't a podcast about probiotics. It's, it's, it's about gut biome, but, but gut but when biome. 70 to 80% of your immune system is your gut microbiome. Like we maybe it is about, about it. probiotics, right. right? And probiotics are found in whole foods and fruits and vegetables mm-hmm. and 
healthy proteins and, you know, like feed the good guys, the good it, things. Let food be your medicine. Let food be your medicine. It's and your just medicine a be your slow food. medicine. Exa- so exactly. Exactly. Nature cannot be rushed. Nope. You know, we are products of nature. So grow that immune system like you would a plant outside. It takes some time. Yeah. takes a little bit of love, a little bit of sunshine, some minerals and dirt. Oh, and speaking grow. about the immune system, we didn't mention this before, but everyone always thinks again about the acquired immunity, right? Mm-hmm. Which is what we get when uh, we're exposed to a disease and our body creates antibodies against it so mm-hmm. that the next time it can recognize it and kill it faster, right? right? That's the only part that people ever think about, but that's like such a teeny tiny part. If, right. if the microbiome, we'll just say it's 70%. That means we've got 30% left. I think that the acquired immunity is maybe 5% of that. Right. And then the, the rest of that, the other 25% is our, it's our, our, what is that? The the built-in immunity. Which one is it? I don't know. Innate. It's, it's sort of our foundational immunity, right? Yeah. So it's the, the cells that come and Eat oh, up like the white the blood ones. cells, mm-hmm. like macrophages, that right. kind of stuff. So yeah. you're saying that is what percentage? I don't know. I'm just throwing like out numbers, but like 25%, okay. right? It's, it's, let's just put it this way. It, it does not hold a candle to mm-hmm. the microbiome right. immunity. Yes. But it is way bigger than the acquired immunity. Right, right. Well, and also you guys, micro, your microbiome actually has a very strong hold over the, the white blood cells. Mm-hmm. They release chemicals and uh, signals to the white blood cells right. to do their job properly. Yep. And sometimes they will send the wrong signals to create a hyperactive response in your immune system, mm-hmm. hence autoimmune diseases. Damn. So feed the good bacterias and they will send the right signals, feed the bad bacterias and they will send the wrong signals. So that's why we really want to emphasize food. Now we can circle around to supplemental stuff because we've, I've probably gotten a hundred messages, people saying, please, can you reiterate? Like, how can I understand this? Like, where can I get these products from? Mm -hmm. How often should I take them? So we're going to talk about that right now. All right. So some, some products that can be helpful and some of these products, you'll have some really good substitutes out there. So you've got different options you can look at depending on where you live and how you get stuff. But some of them are going to be kind of specific to just the training that we have, our background and our preferences on things. But uh, to start with, we should probably look at the calcium distribution sort of channels in your body. Mm -hmm. Uh, We never think about calcium. It's not really a topic that people put a lot of effort into, but it is extremely important when it comes to our immune health. And this, this is not recognized very much, but it's because calcium is basically how our white blood cells do their thing. Yeah. Right. I mean, there's a lot that goes into how the white blood cells do their thing, but calcium is a very important piece of that. However, it can only happen if the calcium is able to get to the white blood cells, which means it needs to get into the tissues and it can't just hang around in the blood all the time. Yeah. So there's, there's kind of three stages to getting this calcium to where it needs to go. The first stage is that we need to get it into our bodies. And that usually is not a problem. No. We can get it from spring water. We can get it from raw milk if you're fortunate enough to have access to that. Leafy greens. Leafy greens. All kinds of really great stuff has calcium in it. Right. But generally speaking, people don't have a deficiency. No. Where they start to run into problems though is first they can't get it out of their gut. So it's basically just going right through them. 
And mm-hmm. that's because people oftentimes don't have enough vitamin D. Yeah. And fortunately, that's a topic that a lot of people are really being woken up to lately. And so because of that, everyone's on these high doses of vitamin D, but I guess better high than low, right? Right. Um, But there's another step. And that is that our body needs to be able to pull the vitamin D out of the bloodstream and into the tissues. Right. And for that to happen, we need two things to be present. One of them is that the calcium itself needs to be ionizable. And that basically just means that it's capable of being pulled into the, the uh, tissues. But that means that the source matters and you can't just go out and you know buy some really cheap calcium carbonate right. and think that that's going to get the job done. Right. So, um, so it has to be ionizable. It has to be something your body can pull into the tissues. But then you also need what we call vitamin F yeah. or what Royal Lee called vitamin F. Um, but, uh, in actuality, it's some essential fatty acids, yeah. uh, linoleic acid, linolenic acid, and arachidonic acid. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe primarily the arachidonic acid. And without that, the calcium basically gets trapped in the blood Yeah, and that makes the blood thick, which increases your risk of cardiovascular issues. Yeah. And that also means that the calcium can't get where it's supposed to go, which weakens your immune system. Yeah. So... The vitamin F, um, where do we get this from? The, maybe my favorite food source would be grass-fed butter, which has lots of arachidonic acid. But generally speaking, you get arachidonic acid the same place you get a lot of uh, amino acids, which is uh, meat, you know, chicken, beef, eggs, dairy, all those sorts of all things. All those things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but grass-fed butter is the best food source, in my opinion. Um, however, in some cases, especially when we have a a heightened need for calcium in the tissues because of immune attacks, um, we need to supplement. And, uh, the, the supplement that we always recommend for that is Cataplex F because that's exactly what it was made for to make sure you get plenty of vitamin F to help pull calcium into your tissues. Yeah. Now, um, in, in the rare cases where you do need extra calcium, and there are a couple of situations, some people generally do kind of run low on calcium for one reason or another, so they could need it. But uh, also, when you are actively fighting against an illness, um, you'll have a heightened need for calcium. In fact, that's where you know fevers kind of come into play. Yeah. They heat up the bone, which helps to kind of shake loose the calcium yeah. so that your white blood cells can get um, access to it. Right. Um, so we've got that channel going on there. Um, if you do need the supplement, by the way, that's called calcium lactate. Right. There you go. Um, and that comes in all different forms and sizes, but, uh, but generally speaking, someone who's actively fighting an illness would need somewhere between six and 18 a day depending on what you're trying to accomplish. Calcium uh, lactate. Calcium lactate. And this is if you're actively fighting mm -hmm. something, right? If you're just trying to prevent something and you think you might need it, then it would be more like six total in a day. So like two for breakfast, two for for each meal, but you got to make sure you've got that cataplex F to go with it. Yeah. Otherwise you run the risk of high blood calcium. Right. And still no immune benefits. Right. Then the other piece that you really do need is that vitamin D. Um, if your vitamin D is crazy high, like up in the hundreds, then you probably don't need any for a while. Yeah. But um, if you're if you tend to run low on that, you uh, haven't spent much time in the sun, you don't eat a lot of vitamin D containing foods, then 
you may need to be doing something. Most people will recommend colocalciferol, which is basically a synthetic vitamin D. And that, uh, that will work to bring up that D level on your blood test, but it doesn't necessarily address the, the holistic picture. Yeah. Right. Johnny and I are always talking about how we need everything to be there. All the cofactors, all the stuff that nature made it with because right. nature knows why it's supposed to be there. Yep. We may not even be aware that it's there, much less understand why. So we're going to have a hard time replicating that. Right. Um, but uh, cod liver oil is my preferred means of getting the vitamin D in there yep. outside of sunlight. Well, it has the vitamin D, it has the vitamin mm-hmm. A. And that that's one of those really important cofactors yep. that uh, you want to have with your vitamin D. Yep. Now, a lot of... Uh, Cod liver oils, guys, when you, because I went on Amazon to see if there was another company like Standard Process that just had the cod liver oil with like natural occurring vitamin A and vitamin D. And most of them are, um, they have um, added synthetic vitamin A and vitamin D. So you'll see like the retinol palmitate or the colocalciferol. So it'll say vitamin D and colocalciferol or vitamin A and retinol palmitate or something, uh, some kind of synthetic vitamin A. But um, again, we are all about getting things naturally versus synthetically. This is what we've just noticed in our clinic, you guys, is people that tend to have an issue with like absorbing or autoimmune issues. um, They they will. um, Sorry, guys. (laughs) Satori's asking for water. Can you pass me the water, Tris? Oh, one sec. (laughs) We're having a very real life moment. Um, we are parents of young children, you guys. <laughs> Nothing happens the way it's so, supposed to. So other other good sources, though, are uh, eggs. Egg yolks, in specific, are great sources of vitamin D. Yeah. Um, fish of all kinds. Salmon's a great one. But uh, we also love, love, love sardines. Sardines are great. So, and a really good form of a source of calcium, actually. So, And uh, we just checked off my episodely goal of making sure that we tell people to eat something gross. <laughs> Usually it's We're liver talk- today. Yeah. It's sardines though. Yeah, there we go. But as I was saying earlier, like people that have like MTHFR gene mutations um, or poor absorption, autoimmune stuff, they don't do well with synthetic vitamins. That's what I see a ton. And so trying to get as whole food as possible with these things, you'll find a much better, um, that your body responds a lot better to it. Mm-hmm. I actually just had someone who I did the zinc taste test on and, um, and then I put her on the zinc liver chelate and the organ complex. And she came in a week later, did the test again and it was bitter. Like she, like that's she could, fast. It's People so, it don't so usually fast. absorb it that quickly. So it was super fast. So the, like taking her off of some stuff and putting her on real food stuff, it was really cool. So anyways, we were, we're getting sidetracked. So, so, all right, vitamin, so, so vitamin so, D mm-hmm. from cod liver oil, mm-hmm. um, the vitamin F, mm-hmm. so cataplex F from standard process, mm-hmm. the calcium lactate, that's what we've spoken about. Mm-hmm. So maintenance to calcium lactate, I mean, for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Sure. I mean, if, if you, if you feel the need to take it, even though you're not fighting something off, then, uh, yeah. So two with each meal is probably a good dose to try for a while. What about like the cataplex F? Um, I, oil? you know, cataplex F, I would say somewhere between one to two per meal as well. Um, depending on how many other sources of that arachidonic acid you're getting in your diet. And then, uh, 
the vitamin D, if you're doing it from cod liver oil, I recommend, I, well, it, it really depends on the product because every product has its own dosing. But um, if you get it from Centered Process, then I recommend doing four a day. So, you know, two in the morning, two at night, but uh, that usually will get the job done. So you have your full calcium channel figured out there. You've got the actual calcium itself, uh, whether that's coming from food or the calcium lactate. Uh, goes into your stomach and then, and by the way, that's an ionizable calcium. So one that your body can actually use. And then the vitamin D pulls the calcium out of the gut into the bloodstream. And then the vitamin F pulls the calcium out of the bloodstream and into the tissues where the white blood cells can benefit from it and do their jobs more effectively. You guys, it's just like stepped away for a minute. Did you talk about dosage? With I did. Everything? I did. Okay. I did. <laughs> We're good. I'm so sorry. So Tori's been asking for water and then she spilled and it's just the hot mess. Okay. So, so that is how, again, that's how we feed the white blood cells to mm-hmm. do their job. Right. Like, so that's this, the, this the calcium a, channel. Yep. This is a beautifully orchestrated thing the body does and that you can help support it so that you can make your white blood cells a little bit smarter, more active. Um, another thing, when your kids are running fevers, you guys, if this is way too complex, Give them Conjaplex chewable and give them one. Con- so if they're running a fever, give them one Conjaplex chewable every hour until that fever breaks, because this is essentially doing the same process. It has everything in one and we're, we're trying to see how much the body needs in order to break that fever so that the body has enough calcium. Mm-hmm. And so you can just keep going and don't do that when they're healthy. Obviously only keep the Conjaplex chewable. Yeah. Conjaplex is not a great one as an ongoing right. supplement. It's, no. it's best for when you're actively fighting something, but can mm-hmm. also be helpful in short term use. If you're kind of going into a flu season or something and you want to make sure you build yourself up. Right. But uh, yeah, you don't want to go overboard with that. We have other things you can do in that case. Now with this calcium channel, Tristan, I've mm-hmm. had a lot of people ask, can you do it while you're pregnant? Can you do it when you're on medication? Sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm not super aware of any issues with people getting enough calcium mm-hmm. while they're pregnant. Always so, talk to your doctors guys. Yeah. Like, yeah. This I mean, isn't definitely, medical advice. definitely talk to your doctor. I mean, we should probably mention this every episode too. We, we are not doctors. Maybe we should build that into our intro. Maybe we should. We'll <laughs> yeah, have this a, is a Gets Healed podcast. Please talk oh. to your doctor about these statements. We'll, we'll have an attorney reading really fast. Yeah. It'll sound like the end of a <laughs> drug commercial, medication commercial. Right. Yeah. All right. So, but yeah, we're not doctors. We don't give medical advice. So if you're pregnant and you're concerned about anything, take it to your doctor. They can help you make a good choice. Please do. But, uh, but yeah, I'm not I really, I'm not aware of that be being a problem. So, so let's talk about other supplemental things, vitamin C. Everyone, everyone is going nuts over vitamin C. Let's talk about the function of vitamin C in the body. Mm -hmm. Um, People are showing that vitamin C is really helping with coronavirus. Mm -hmm. Have you heard about that? Yeah. And and what's interesting is that I believe they're seeing those good results with ascorbic acid. Mm -hmm. So they're not even using the the whole thing because for those of you that haven't heard us talk about this, vitamin C is not just ascorbic acid. Ascorbic acid is the antioxidant shell that protects the rest of the vitamin C complex. And you actually have several other parts in there that 
really ought to be present. So we've talked about the cofactors, right? We need the cofactors of all of our nutrients so that they can do their very complex jobs Mm -hmm. that we don't even comprehend yet. Right. The same thing works here. We, We need all of the factors of the vitamin C complex in order for it to really do its job well. And it has a very important set of jobs. Right. Right. Yep. Well, tissue repair for one. Mm-hmm. So what we know is, so this is the issue that um, people that are getting coronavirus, this is this is why they're dying. It's because um, it's attacking extremely vital organs like lungs, for instance, heart, brain, kidneys. Mm-hmm. But the issue with the lungs is it's creating this cytokine storm. So the, the lungs are getting so infected and then the immune system becomes so activated that it starts attacking the tissues of the lungs and the lungs mm-hmm. almost turn gelatinous. Now, as you obviously know, you can't have oxygen transportation from gelatinous lung tissue. Mm -hmm. And so that's how people are dying. That's why they need to go to hospitals, but hospitals can't provide a lot of help. Like there's nothing you can do about that other than help support the the patient's oxygen, yeah, right? Give them extra oxygen. Give them extra oxygen. You guys, if you have oxygen machines or like compressors or concentrators, um, maybe during this two week break from school, just have your kids watch a show and like hook them up to like an oxygen mask with the concentrator and just have them like suck down some oxygen I, because oxygen is so healing for the body anyways. What we're, I cannot imagine there are a lot of people out there with I know. oxygen <laughs> tanks just hanging out in the house. We're just the weird ones with all and the weird And if they do have that, they probably already know this. Right, right. <laughs> Again, like th- that's the issue is this virus is causing this massive immune response to the point that it's liquefying the lung tissue. It's it's damaging these tissues and that's how people are dying. So what vitamin C does is it helps with tissue repair. It helps with vitamin C in conjunction with certain proteins like collagens, for instance, yeah. zinc. I mean, these magnesium, they all help with healing and repairing tissue, damaged tissue. So vitamin C is extremely important Mm -hmm. for the carnage because Mm -hmm. there's a lot of carnage when you're sick. There's a lot of fatalities as far as tissues and cells go. So vitamin C is your best friend to kind of clean that all up and help you kind of move along without much damage mm-hmm. or, you know, it's, it's, it's like the damage control basically. And by the way, vitamin A is also in that yes. game. So one that is often overlooked as an immune benefit, exactly. but maybe even more important than vitamin C. It's so important. So, so for vitamin C though, before we move on from that, um, best sources of it. Should we, should we do Lemons, food sources oranges, first? The citrus are always great, right? Strawberries. Sp- spinach. I don't know. Spinach? Probably. Pretty sure spinach. We should, we should look that up. You guys, we don't, we haven't memorized everything, <laughs> but like lemons are great forms of vitamin C. Um, berries are great forms of vitamin C. Um, uh, amla is a fantastic form of vitamin C. You guys, it's, um, what else? Moringa? Maybe Moringa. Yeah. Is. Well, yeah. I mean, if, once again, if you're hanging out with Moringas, then great. You can, what, what do you mean? Get some vitamin C from Moringas. it. Where do you get moringa? Moringa is a powder. Oh, you're just talking about, you're talking about products. I thought thought you were talking about like a fruit. No, no, like the moringa powder. Right, right. So, um, so. So I get for doing research while you're talking. Yeah, he's, he's not paying attention. He's looking at his phone right now. But anyways, um, or you can just take the vitamin C, you guys. The the kinds that we really like are the essential C from Paleo Valley. If you go to paleovalley.com, you can use the code PROVAHEALTH10 to get 10% off 
of their products. They also have the organ complex. So high doses of vitamin, not super high doses, but higher doses of vitamin A, like we were talking Mm -hmm. about. When people ask me what multivitamin should I take? I always tell them organ complex Mm -hmm. and cod liver oil. Like I feel like that should be everyone's baseline. And so, so paleovalley.com and then Prova Health 10 to get 10% off of those products. They also have the collagen powder, actually. So if you're taking the vitamin C along with the collagen powder, again, tissue repairing, guys. That's right. like those in combination are, they they are like peanut butter and jelly. That's how you heal your tissues. But That's healthier how, for you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Without the aflatoxins. Um, what else, Tris? All right, so we've covered vitamin C, we've covered vitamin A. So the, the we next- talk about echinacea and yes, elderberry. So, so the next- the next list of things we're going to go into sort of the herbal supports um, for this part, but uh, echinacea is is one of my favorites for immune in general. Right. It's kind of the immune superstar when it comes to the herbs, but it's gotten a bad rap because uh, they've done a lot of research showing that it wasn't that effective. Um, Primarily, I think, because they were not using a very good quality right. echinacea. A lot of companies have a very watered down version of echinacea. Mm-hmm. And it depends on which part of the plant you get it from, too. Mm-hmm. So I think there's like two or three parts of the plant. Well, there's a couple of different uh, strains as well. There's the purpurea and then uh, a different one. I don't know. And, and one is more potent. We're, we're not herbologists. No, we're not. We're not doctors or herbologists. No, <laughs> <laughs> we just know a few things. Right. And so we're sharing it. But... but a, Angustifolia. That's the other one. Really? How do you remember all these things? You have a super brain. Maybe I am an herbologist, (laughs) just a forgetful one. (laughs) Um, But but echinacea is really amazing. Should people be taking it every day or just when they're sick? So I actually do recommend people take it every day. Um, And this is this is not a an unanimous decision on the part of uh, nutritionists because a lot of them do think that you should not take it all the time. They talk about autoimmune things. Listen, there is theory about how things could go wrong with these herbs and plants. And then there's the reality of it. And there are two, two claims made about echinacea every now and then that uh, are just not borne out by clinical practice. And there's a lot of it that has been done. The first is that uh, it uh, could cause a cytokine storm. Mm-hmm. And do that's we what wanna, we were talking. We that's what we were talking it? about with mm-hmm. the the lungs, like the mm-hmm. the gelatinous lungs. Okay, is so the, so it's got a cytokine storm. Well, mm-hmm. that's what contributes to it, which is where your body is just producing a ton of white blood cells, and those white blood cells are causing the production of or the the stimulation of cytokine, and these cytokines are inflammatory, but they also cause more white blood cells to come. So you end up with this positive feedback loop of more and more white blood cells, and they they become the problem. It's, right. it's like um, your body has a really weird form of cancer almost. Right. And it's very damaging to the tissues, especially the lungs. It right. can literally block your airway and suffocate you. Right. And so that's what, are you still talking about echinacea? Or so, so I am. So sometimes people will say, oh, you shouldn't take echinacea because it, it could cause a cytokine um, stimulation, which would mm-hmm. then lead to a cytokine storm. Not borne out by the clinical practice. The other thing that people will say about echinacea, though, is that it can kind of trigger autoimmune conditions. Mm -hmm. Also not true. 
Okay. There's a, this is general misunderstanding about the immune system that if we strengthen it, we increase the risk of autoimmune diseases. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's not how that works at all. Right. A strong immune system is not an autoimmune system. It, right. a, a not smart immune system. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Or a confused immune system yeah. is an autoimmune condition. Right. So. And that normally takes multiple like mm-hmm. villains for an immune system to be not smart. It's not right. just one thing like echinacea. Right. But what about elderberry? So elderberry kind of, kind of the same thing with the cytokine storms. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not a whole lot of clinical evidence that that actually happens. It's a theory because of um, elderberries have been shown to increase cytokine stimulation, which by the way, is not a bad thing mm-hmm. because sometimes that's what's needed to really get the immune system going. Uh-huh. Right. But because it, it does have that uh, effect and because theoretically, if your body was pretty close to a cytokine storm anyway, it could put you over the edge. Yeah. Um, so would you say that's true it. for like the echinacea and the elderberry well, or well, more so the elderberry? Here's the problem. I, I have a lot of accumulated wisdom from my mentors on echinacea, mm-hmm. which means literally decades of experience right. and like not a single case of it causing or contributing to a cytokine storm. Yeah. Right. Um, that's a pretty good track record with the elderberry. I don't, I don't have that. Um, yeah. Unfortunately in the, the circles that we learn from um, elderberry is not one that's talked about a whole lot. Mm-hmm. So so I can't say the same thing there. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, that's basically why I say, you know, there's a lot of good stuff you can do if you're concerned about that one. Yeah. You're don't fine. Don't, just don't do it. Right. The whole point is to reduce your stress. Exactly. Right? The only reason we're talking about all of these different products mm-hmm. is because we know that it will provide some sense of soothing to totally. people who don't know what to do. We want to empower you, which is why we're talking about this. Yes. But just because we're talking about this doesn't mean we're saying you need to get out there and buy all of these products and exactly. do this. Right. Yeah. It's just so that you can go and research it mm-hmm. even more. Right. Okay. So we spoke about the two big herbals. What other herbals are there? I know people use a lot of mushrooms. Should we talk about mushrooms we, a little bit? We can. Yeah. I mean, once again, not really an area that we know all the no. things about, but the two that we were told by our mushroom company rep yeah, who got it directly from the, the, the owner. owner and founder of the, which we need to get on the show, I by know, the way. I know, right. Um, it's the maitake and the shiitake, right? Mm-hmm. Shiitake and maitake mm-hmm. were the two that she said, if, if, you know, I were dealing with this and I wanted to protect myself, these are the two that I would do. Right. And also like a good dose if you're using, what is their company called? Whole Sun? Wholesun Wellness. Wholesun Wellness. Yeah. If you're using the Wholesun Wellness brand, um, you can do a half a teaspoon per person mm-hmm. per day. And if you are actively sick, you can go up to like a full teaspoon or like- Of, of each of them? Of each. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Oh, and they also, though, the same company, they have a deep immune, immune blend, blend of multiple which has mushrooms. those two plus some others. Mm-hmm. And that might just be your best bet. Exactly. So just do like half a teaspoon of that mm-hmm. and you're fine. But if you're actively sick, then you can like- do that two times a day or three times a day. And now folks, we, you know, mushrooms are, once again, they're not our primary area of expertise. Right. And a lot of people, I think, discount them because uh, I'm not sure why, but they, they are are like, they're a whole universe of amazing things. It's it's like a mystery box. The Mm -hmm. more you learn about what they're capable of doing. So don't, don't discount the power of the mushrooms. Right. Totally. 
What other motion products do you like? There's the Immuplex. Uh, other immune products? Yeah. Or we're, we're done with Well, there's right? there's the one, the mushroom product. Oh, oh I see what you process. mean. It has some mushrooms in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The um, fermented mushroom. Uh-huh. So, well, there's the the Epimune. Epimune, that's the right one, yeah. Which is a fermented yeast. Mm-hmm. And mushroom. Mm, I think that their product may have some mushrooms in it. Yes, mm-hmm. it does. It has a couple of mushrooms to go with the fermented yeast. Yeah. So, really cool product. By the way, it also has calcium lactate. So, oh, that go. can be a good or a bad thing. Um, if, you know, if you were concerned about it, but you didn't want to go and start taking calcium, bam, you've got it covered you go. along with your Epimune. Right. There's probably a couple of the others. No, I don't think so that we've talked about, but, um, but yeah, it, it's just a, it's a beautiful product. Right. So we really love that one. I have a cousin who swears it's like, it's stopped him from getting sick. Yeah. And it, it, that's the only thing he's been taking. So it's really incredible. Um, what else is there? Okay. Um, another option, actually two more options when it comes to using herbs to kind of directly go after this, uh, COVID-19 uh, one of them is Vironon mm-hmm. from Santa Process. And that's a mix of different herbs. Um, I should probably look that one up, but it has some licorice in it and a few other just really powerful herbs that go specifically after viruses. Yeah, um, And that's one that we've been using for a long time. Uh, it's part of our stealth pathogen protocol, mm-hmm. actually, because there are a lot of those really tough to get rid of things like the Epstein-Barr virus, right? Right. That really never goes away. But for some people, it's just very tenacious. Right. And uh, it's it's good enough for that, right? So it should be very helpful here as well. Yeah. Um, And with that one, along with the echinacea, you would want to do a tablet with each meal. So like three a day. I think you can go up to four a day on the echinacea, but, you know, about one a meal is probably a good guideline. Yeah. Um, and then the other herb that, uh, is actually found in the Vironon as well, but it's so good at getting rid of the encapsulated viruses. Mm -hmm. And I don't actually know if COVID-19 is or not. No one's spoken about it yet. I mean, it has the spikes. That's what they talk about. That's why it's Corona. But anyway, um, St. John's wort, it's going to be beneficial regardless of whether it's an encapsulated virus or not. But St. John's wort is, it's often known as like the mood herb, Mm -hmm. but it is really, really great at killing viruses. So there you go. So there you go. You can have that kind of triple whammy of uh, herbal products. And and then that uh, Vironon has a few different things. So even better. So I just want to remind you guys, like, yeah, we're throwing a bunch of like product knowledge at you. But again, like our philosophy is food, (laughs) like go back to food. Mm -hmm. If you are going to spend your money somewhere, like let it be on good produce and and a few supplements here and there, whatever you feel called to. Yeah. But if this helps you feel more empowered, then go ahead and do these protocols, implement them. But, um, but always like always incorporate this with food. You can't trick an immune system into working uh, if you're not creating a foundation for a smart immune system. And you can only, you can only spur it on so much, right? It's like mm-hmm. a sick horse. Exactly. It, you can kick it as hard as you want, but it's going as fast as its poor little body can take it. Exactly. So. Versus a healthy horse, 
right? Which that, you can kick with all your might. But, <laughs> Is that what you mean? <laughs> well, a sickly horse won't run as right. fast. With a mighty helps. horse, you don't even need to kick exactly. it. Exactly. It He's does just going to go. Job. He's just going to go. It's also a very smart horse. Right. It's Mr. Ed. <laughs> so, so nutrition, you guys, it's huge. And then right. supplementation, really, that should be your second the, phase. The, the supplementation defense. should be your just in case. Exactly. Right. I mean, it, it's too late, right? At this point, it's too late for a lot of people to go back and say, okay, wait, I'm going to eat really healthy for six months ago. Yeah. No, doesn't happen. But next time, and there will be a next time. There will. There will. Like, this is just going to keep happening. I mean, the, so- the, the fact is that this one is not a whole lot worse than a lot of the ones we've had in the past, but mm-hmm. it's the first time the world has responded this way. Right. Well, and that's because it, it spreads so fast. That's why. Yeah. Because it's, it's spreading. But, um, but again, like viruses, they always mutate. It's, this is why it's COVID-19 because mm-hmm. it's the 19th strain of this one, right? This particular form of coronavirus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so like we're, there's going to be a 20. Or is it because be... it came out in 2019? I don't think so. I don't think that's it. Well, it did. Uh, did it? So that's cool. Oh, yeah. So yeah, <laughs> that's, <laughs> right, that's cool. Um, but, but again, there's, there's going to be bigger, badder guys out there. Mm-hmm. So just be mindful guys. Oh, other things that we, we can do. There's still more product that we've oh. been talking about. That's okay. And the, then we can talk about environmental. We kind of did, but the, the immuplex. Yes. That the, one's the immuplex is so great. Here's why, because it's like a little bit of everything that mm-hmm. you can need. It has some of the, oh, and we haven't talked about the, uh, the, the protomorphogens yeah, I was gonna yet. Say the so we need to hit that one too. Mm-hmm. But, but it's got some of these protomorphogens that we're going to tell you about in a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it has all of these different, basically foods for your immune system. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of a shortcut to what we were talking about with the food, but in, uh, you know, more compressed doses, so yeah. to speak. So this is an awesome product. One that you don't necessarily have to be sick to be taking, but but I would say this one should go more toward the just in case side of your supplementation, mm-hmm. right? Right. Um, do the other things we talked about first. And then if you are maybe extra vulnerable for one reason or another, um, or you're extra worried, then you could add in the immuplex and the conjuplex. Right. But, uh, you know, that's, that's kind of the best way to look at that. But it is like just an incredible product. Yeah. Let's talk about the, the protomorphogen. Okay. So Janik talked about the kind of the deterioration of the lungs, the gelatinization. Right. Because of of the the cytokine storm. Mm -hmm. Yep. Now there's an added threat that results from this type of situation because the cells of the lung are dying off so fast Mm -hmm. that the normal kind of waste management system of the body gets overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. And then the cells kind of overflow into the bloodstream and then it's cleaned up in the bloodstream. But because of this, the immune system sees what it essentially believes is a foreign protein, which mm-hmm. means foreign DNA. It says, we can't have this floating around the body. Who knows what will happen if that DNA gets into you know, this other part of the body and then it's sending the wrong codes to the wrong place and you're getting the wrong results. Right. So it kills it off and it takes note. It yep. basically puts a most wanted poster up. Mm-hmm. A red flag. And that means that the next time your body comes across those same proteins with that same DNA, it's going to attack it. It's going to attack it. And that's a problem Mm -hmm. because these are proteins from your own body. Yep. And you have an autoimmune disease right there. Bam. Mm -hmm. So we need to protect against that. And the, the way that we have to do that is by healing the tissue. Right. If we can heal the tissue, then there's no more trail leading Mm -hmm. back to the organ and the immune system will chill back off, get back to normal. 
But in order for us to heal it, we need time. Yeah. Because when your body is attacking it while you're simultaneously trying to build it up, it's mm-hmm. it's like trying to bail water out of a sinking ship. Right. right? You can hope that you bail faster and you might, yeah. but it's going to be that much harder with yeah. the hole in the boat. Yeah. So the protomorphogen products are the cork to put in the hole in the boat. Yeah. They basically act as a decoy to take all of the antibody attention off of your organ mm-hmm. and go after a more kind of an active and, and condensed source of it, I right. guess. So as soon as you, you take these orally and as soon as the protomorphogen, the proteins get into your stomach in your gut, then the immune system says, ah, that's where the bad guys are and runs down there, leaves your organ alone. Yeah. In this case, your lung is really what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. And that gives your lung a chance to heal, yep. right? Hopefully your immune system by this point has done its job and killed off the invader. But uh, now the protomorphogens keep away the self-attacking cells, the autoimmune cells, and the tissue can heal up and then, bam, your problem solved. Now these protomorphogens, they need to be taken on an empty stomach, They do because we don't want your digestive system to break them down before the immune system gets to them. Right. So take them on an empty stomach away from other foods that are going to trigger a digestive response. Right. And... uh, Generally speaking, they say like two hours after your most recent meal and at least 45 minutes before. before. So put them next to your bed, mm-hmm. take them as soon as you wake up. Yeah, they're, they're bed stand products for sure. Mm-hmm. Now, not everyone needs to take this, right? Like no, it's once only again, this is going to be- active like mm-hmm. lung inflammation right. and you're worried about it turning into something worse. Now, if you've been a smoker- maybe at mm. any point in your past, you may yeah. want to be doing these for a while, right. um, but they're not meant to be used long-term because right. if you use them and you don't heal the tissue, yeah. then, oh, after like three months, it's not going to work anymore. Yep, exactly. Your immune system is going to get either too overloaded looking for it or just it's going to kind of catch on. Right. Um, and then the autoimmune condition comes back. So there you go. don't take it by itself. Take it with other stuff, but it needs to be taken on an empty stomach. Yep. Uh, let's talk about some like home therapies or other therapies people can do. You guys opening up your windows 15 minutes a day, airing out your house, mm-hmm. like get clean air in there. It's like, safer outside than inside during an epidemic like this. Exactly. So get some clean air, open up all your windows for 15 minutes, kind mm-hmm. of freeze out the house mm-hmm. until it starts to get warmer. We have two months to like wait this baddie out. So let's open up the windows and do what we can. Mm-hmm. We love diffusing essential oils. Um, if you want to like disinfect your air with some essential oils, you yeah. can. We, uh, our favorite right now is the viral aid mm-hmm. There's the <laughs> for viral obvious aid. reasons. There's the inhale. Like, so mm-hmm. people are having issues, like if they're coughing already, mm-hmm. you know, diffuse the inhale. Um, you know, you can put those in some carrier oils and rub that on the chest, rub that on the lymphatic uh, areas, mm-hmm. like under the arms, like on the neck, you know, so it's hitting those lymph nodes. Um, but uh, Cecilia actually printed off an entire... Um, sheet of instructions for all of the synergistic mm-hmm. blends during this winter. Yeah, time. we so should get that on the website. We'll, we'll get it on the website. Mm-hmm. And if we do, we'll put a link in the show notes so you can see mm-hmm. that. Um, but hopefully we'll get that done by Tuesday. But but it's, it's mm-hmm. really fantastic. If you guys are local, come pick up a printed copy of it because we're just handing it out like candy. Yeah. And so, um, But essential oils are fantastic for that kind of stuff, you guys. 
So again, clean air, diffuse essential oils. If you if you have an air filter, make sure your filter is clean, clean and mm-hmm. fresh. Um, and then they don't cover a very big area. So probably the best way to use it, I think we talked about this with Ryan on his first episode with us, right? Put it in the room during the day yeah, while everyone's not walking around it and being exposed to right. whatever stuff might be going on there. And then, uh, and then at night you can shut it off and sleep in the room. Exactly. There you go. What else? I think, I think that's it. So, well, there, there's the usual stuff. Don't, don't, please don't ignore the wisdom that keeps getting thrown at you over and over again. You don't Mm -hmm. pay attention to it, which is wash your hands and wash them well. Yes. That 15 to 20 seconds mark is, they Mm -hmm. say that for a reason. Yep. Um, So take that seriously. Social distancing. I mean, Yep. You know, do do what you need to do. Oh, sauna, guys. If you guys yes, want to do... Sa- yeah, heat is fantastic for strengthening or like creating an active immune system. Mm-hmm. So you're creating a fake fever and getting things excited. That's a great preventative measure. Mm-hmm. Plus you're detoxing too. There's so. also... Um, it causes uh, heat shock proteins mm-hmm. to be produced and that helps to rebuild tissue. So there you go. And it kind of, yeah, like breaks down old bad stuff and, and repurposes it. So if you don't have access to a sauna, then you can do like a nice hot bath with some Epsom salts Mm -hmm. and just like submerge your body as much as possible. Um, for about 20 minutes and see if how much you can sweat. Um, please don't do that and get like dizzy and then faint in the bathtub. Mm, yeah. Be very careful. If you please. do, we didn't tell you anything. Yeah. <laughs> didn't come from us. Please, <laughs> please be mindful. Like we don't want you passing out in the bathtub. Um, so, so be careful with that. Maybe work up in temperature, yeah. uh, if you are doing it in the bathtub, but 20 minutes, um, sweating in the bath is really, really awesome. Um, other therapies, I mean, if Um, you're local or look around town for clinics that have ozone saunas. Yeah. Or search for Hockett, which is spelled H O C A T T. Mm -hmm. You guys, ozone therapy is fantastic for killing off viruses and bacteria. And as soon as you feel the inkling of anything coming on, like get in an ozone sauna fast and furiously. All right. So this is bringing in Facebook medical knowledge, which is probably like the least reliable in the world. But mm-hmm. I have seen a couple of people talking about the possibility that the COVID-19 incubates in the throat before it moves mm-hmm. down into the lungs. Interesting. Um, and it's supposedly more or less susceptible to heat. Mm. Um, so if that's true, then, um, getting yourself into Hockett's going to be really, really valuable. Even if you're just concerned about exposure, right? basically, if you can get yourself exposed to that heat, mm-hmm. then you can kill off potentially whatever's incubating and hasn't yet kind of gone into the lungs. I wonder if like that's true. doing like a salt gargle would help with that, like a nightly salt well, that, gargle. So that, I think that's what the Facebook post was was talking about doing, oh. but, but again, like it was a Who meme knows, right? and it probably yeah. came from Russia. I don't know. <laughs> All okay. I know is that it does incubate for about five to six days. It sounds like. Mm. And, um, if you can get it in the incubation stage, you're going to have a much better time. Actually even better gargle with tea tree. Yeah. Like when you brush your teeth, just gargle with like, put some water in your mouth, like three to four drops of tea tree, gargle, mm-hmm. gargle, swish, swish, and spit out because it'll help to 
disinfect your mouth, disinfect your throat, clean your teeth. Um, And if that's a preventative measure, maybe like three drops, two to three drops, guys, not four, because that's a lot. But um, (laughs) but that would be a good thing to try. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, we're just throwing everything at you guys and see what sticks and resonates with you. Because to emphasize for the millionth time, it's because we, we don't think now is the time to be sending your boys to war, so to speak, and saying, oh no, I need to do everything out there. Don't do that. Right. We, you've been, you've been doing this for a while. You've brought yourself to where you are through your choices, which were hopefully really good. But, um, these things are going to act as a, maybe a bit of a crutch, but they're not going to really make or break things for you. What you've been doing for the last while is what's going to make or break things for you. Exactly. Um, and on that note, I guess we should send people to the planner, right? Oh yeah. So because we really do want to emphasize the the food side of this, the building your body side of this, rather than throwing in these last minute supports, we created a, a meal planner, a one week uh, immune booster meal mm-hmm. planner, and it's it's full of all kinds of great foods that help to build your immune system in one way or another. And it doesn't have the stuff that's going to suppress your immune system. Exactly. Right. None of those easy sugars, the white sugars that go in and immobilize the immune system for a couple of hours. Right. So that, yeah. So that link is gutsy.ch forward slash immune planner. So that's all one word, no dashes, no spaces. So gutsy.ch forward slash immune planner, immune planner being one word. You guys just go and download that. It's totally free. It is. All you have to give us is your email. And when you go to the grocery store, you'll see that a lot of the foods on that um, grocery shopping list is probably in your stores because no one's buying it. That's true. So you buy it (laughs) and eat it Mm -hmm. because it's going to help you the most. All right. Get all that natural source of vitamin C, start building your immune system naturally Mm -hmm. and have it be a hardworking horse for you and not a sickly horse like we spoke about earlier. That's right. (laughs) And whatever position you're in right now, Mm -hmm. take care of yourself, please. Like this is an opportunity for you to reflect on what you've been doing up to this point and find ways to improve for next time. Mm -hmm. But it's also an opportunity for you to practice kindness to yourself. Totally. And since you're probably stuck in the house anyway, use it to meditate right? Use it to spend some time getting to know yourself and learning to be kind to yourself and, and your family for that matter. Exactly. And that honestly is going to be the best thing you can do for your long-term health. Exactly. Even more than the foods, even more than the, the immune protection. Stress. Yep. It's keeping your stress in check by really getting to know how your mind works. Exactly. Stress, exercise, nutrition, Mm -hmm. sleep, the, the four pillars of really good health, you guys. So, um, so yeah, be safe, be kind to yourselves. Hopefully this was helpful. Yeah. Hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode. You learned a little bit about, about gut biome, a little bit mm-hmm. about probiotics, a little bit about, we need to do like a probiotic episode. Maybe this was our probiotic episode. You know, know. we kind of did cover our thoughts on it. <laughs> right. <laughs> Just our general thoughts. But, uh, but there you go. So hopefully you feel a little bit more empowered, you guys. Until next time, if you did like this episode, just leave a review or a just, just rating. Just make sure you subscribe to or us. Subscribe. And go and subscribe your friends. 
Preferably with their permission. We, but we're, we're clearly not salespeople. <laughs> we're like, maybe you could subscribe. <laughs> we're terrible. No, Tristan and I have spoken about this a lot. We're like, should we get like people to advertise on our podcast? You guys, it's just not how we roll. We, if we're, we're going to advertise, it's only for ourselves. Dang it. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Like, and, and I think the thing we market the most is food. Like go to the, go to your grocery That's store true. and buy vegetables. I know. We That's, should get sponsored by like, Farms. I, har- I know. Natural grocers. Natural grocers. Ooh. Sprouts. That would be cool. <laughs> they probably don't need us. We'll play ads for them. Yeah. Um, for free. <laughs> yeah. But, but really, um, tell your friends about us and uh, tell your family about us and tell your doctor brother about us. So Please, that he no, can don't tell listen. your, do- no, <laughs> we don't need hate listeners. Don't tell your I'm doctor kidding. brother. Well, I mean, maybe I, if he learned something from it, then Hallelujah. Cool. That'll have made it all worthwhile. So there you go. Thanks thank you, guys. you. Thank you. We love you so much. You are awesome. Have a good week. Till next time.